Hey everyone, welcome to Corner Flags. Uh, so today is gonna be pretty straightforward. It's gonna be Champions League and Europa League. Hey guys, how are you doing today? Not bad, how are you? I'm okay, I guess. I guess. There's some grumpy people. I'm so stoked today. It's not. You, it's you're the only one who had a good week out of the three of us. These finals were not that interesting. They really weren't. Nope. But the results were great. For you. Yes. Yes. It's terrible I'm for me. Very happy. I'm gonna hold off my. Yes, because we're not ready to to hear you yet. Yes. No, so we're we're gonna we're, we're, gonna, we're okay. gonna start with the champion. I don't want you to be too happy yeah, we're gonna at the beginning of the podcast. You're right. He's already insufferable as it is. Sports I'd... just let me down completely. <laughs> but okay, let's jump in. Let's jump in. So Liverpool. Easy win, 2-0. It wasn't an easy win. I feel like Tottenham pressed a lot more than Liverpool did. Those last 10 minutes, Tottenham should have had two or three goals. I mean, at the end of the day, they didn't and Liverpool won, so it doesn't matter, but... So first, what, was it, like, deserved? Like, no, 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 no. Let's first let's sound like this. Was it deserved for Liverpool to win when we think of the overall season? I think if you, if you take into account their league play... I mean, to finish second to City and finish with 97 points, you can say, or you can argue at least, well, they deserve to get something from this season. And sure, they've improved a lot, and they played really well. And improved a lot over the last few years, I mean. Was it deserved that they won today? I can't really say that. I can't say that Tottenham no. deserved to win. It was just overall a, a really boring game, well, which was kind of ruined in the first 25 seconds. And after that, no team really did anything. To deserve to be champions today. It just kind of played out the way it was. Sorry, I'm used to interrupting people. Um, the thing I was going to say is that they put this massive gap in between the end of the league and the, the Champions League final this year. It's the first time it's ever been June 1st. It's three very weeks. late. It was three it was weeks. Three, yeah. Tottenham yeah. hasn't played in three weeks. What I was seeing, the summary that I was, I was reading on the internet, the comments people were saying, is that it looked like a training match. You take three weeks out, you take that break. It didn't feel like a European Cup final. It felt like a training match between Tottenham and Liverpool, where Tottenham only turned on in the last ten minutes. Yeah. Maybe some of that is because they put Kane on for the first time in what he's been out for two months now. I mean, I guess we'll talk about that because there's yeah. some there's some like stuff about like the first lineup that yeah. Pochettino did that I'm a bit questionable. But like, so I'm kind of the opposite as you two. I think Liverpool actually was deserving even during. I the think game. they had parts they of the game, the game where they were playing better for sure. I think they the, were controlling Mane, the game. Mane had a great game. He yeah. was he made the difference for Liverpool today. Um, he had some great runs. I think he played really well. There were, but I don't think it was a definite Liverpool or better. I think that there were times where both of them played really well. Both teams had a lot of chances. I think maybe the scoreline could have been a bit more even. I think the penalty in the first two minutes kind of ruined the game. Yeah, but penalty or no penalty? I think it was a penalty. I think it's a fine call. I had nothing against the call. No penalty. So before no penalty. we jump into that, I disagree with what you said before that <laughs> about the fact that Liverpool so controlled the entire game. I agree with that up to about the first 35 minutes of the game I thought Liverpool really looked much stronger and at that point if you had asked me who's going to win and who deserves to win I would have said Liverpool Tottenham was having trouble even getting the ball a lot of times making any impact upon the game you know whether or not the score was one nothing at that point or not Liverpool really looked like they were the stronger side and then right before halftime that kind of started to flip and Tottenham started to press a little bit more have a little more control of the ball and in the second half I think Liverpool really went into def defensive mode. All of the counter-attack. For most time. of the second game. And they didn't even counter-attack well. There was about three or four times in a row where they, they gave the ball away blatantly 
with bad passes that just went right back to Tottenham. And so Tottenham really in the second half probably had better chances than they did. Even seventy five minutes on, it was all Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, but that goal were, went against so I, the run of play hard. I, I can't agree goal. that Liverpool controlled the game. For me, they were so solid, Liverpool. I don't see, honestly. I don't see how Tottenham was impactful in that game. They Tottenham wasn't it. very impactful, but but from the thirty fifth minute on, neither was Liverpool. Yeah, but and so I I can't say they controlled the whole yeah, game. Yeah, but what are the chances that Tottenham got? They got like what two strikes from two, for twenty five meters from Sun. They, they had they free one kick with Ericsson. Yeah, one free end. kick, but that's all. Son they they that didn't one generate a lot, but at that point, Liverpool was generating even less. Yeah, but Liverpool didn't need to generate anything at that point. You when when you think of it, it's like. But you're only, you've got a well, one 0 win. Yeah, you got to be attacking. If you're up one nothing, you don't shut down before the last ten minutes. You have to keep playing. Yeah. And they really didn't. They went into defensive mode. On the final. I'm not too sure about that actually. Mm. Like this is counterproductive for me as well because I like to be the type of person that asks my team to attack or stuff like this. But I don't think it was a bad solution for Liverpool to actually step. Like overall, I think I it think was a bad solution. I think the reason it worked out was because Tottenham was not good today. No. If they had been playing a stronger team or a team that was more on that hadn't been off for three weeks, I think it would have backfired to, uh, for Liverpool to play the way they did. I think this Champions League final was boring compared to the rest of the Champions League this year. It, yeah. did, it oh, wasn't. Sure, it wasn't a sure. good way to end this Champions League, yeah. which has been fantastic. This was just a boring way to end it. Oh, I, I think it was. Thing, I think it was just disappointing. I agree completely. After but we were those, so spoiled as well that it's like, true. It's like it's like well, the run of Ajax playing teams like Juventus and Real Madrid. I mean, that it was, and they were playing such exciting attacking football too that. I mean, it would have almost been better if they were in the final today. But that's the I'm same thing. Liverpool were the same same type of team, though. They were also like a team that was very attacking. Yes, but they the didn't whole. play that way today. But they didn't need to. But that's the thing. Well, I think but they, they, they should have. It was a European final. I wanted it to be more fun. If I had to sit there and watch Liverpool and fucking Tottenham play each other, I wanted it to at least be an interesting game, and it was not. Well, and this may be a good segue, because maybe it was the penalty that really dictated the way the game went. I thought this was actually going to open up the game. For me, because it's like, it's like I thought it was going to be a very close final until someone would have well, scored. Well, and maybe if it had been Tottenham who had got the final yes. and scored, it would have. But Liverpool then abandoned their style of play almost from the beginning, and it made it much more boring. But I don't know because when you see the overall season of Liverpool, so yes, they have that attacking football that everyone loves, but they are also like they it's also the best defense in the Premier League. It's one of the best defense in Champions League. They're, they've been solid the whole year, so they have that, that side in them. That yes, but I think if you go back and you look at the games they played this year, they don't play by going up by a goal and then shutting down defensively. That, that's an Italian team tactic, which Liverpool is not. They haven't played other games that way. They this, did it today, and again, I think it was successful because Tottenham was not on today. Tottenham looked awful today, so it worked. If they had been playing Ajax, I think it would have been completely different. Completely this whole different. conversation has reminded me of the talk about the Super Bowl this year, which is just a talk of how good your defensive game is. And both of these things are boring, and I'm upset. I wanted more semi-final games. Yeah. So now, so even now even the Europa League final was more fun to watch. Yeah. In the second half, for sure. Yeah. The first half of that again was not great. It's not a great game. Neither team was playing well. It was kind of boring. But the second half definitely. Anyone somewhat neutral for this Champions League final today lost because it was not a fun game to watch. Don't worry, we'll get into the Europa League. Hold your horses, <laughs> don't worry. What, do let's we not want to just switch and talk about the Super Bowl? I thought, no. you, I thought you were going to jump on that chance. No, let's just stick, <laughs> let's just stick right, okay. right one second. Okay. So, so we both, like, we kind of, the three of us agree that Tottenham wasn't playing well. Can it be due to the fact that Pochettino might have done some mistakes? So? 
in the lineup. Harry Kane was an interesting choice because he's been out for so long. I mean, I know why you want to play him. He is their captain. No, I don't think so. No? But like, he's the most influential player. He's their most influential player, Captain. Not he's their most influential player. But he's been out for two months or at least. Yeah. Give or take. I, I think it's a tough call because yes, he's just coming back from injury. Hasn't played a lot, so you can argue, well, it's stupid to put him in. But then you could also argue it's stupid to leave him out. I mean, he's one of the best strikers but in the Lucas world Moore when he's scored there. Two goals in the semifinal, and he was left out. He didn't, he came on and he made. And an that's a, when that's he came a completely on. different decision, which I think you could more successfully argue that that was a mistake was it really a mistake to put Kane in I think that's just that's a judgment call that you don't know if it's going to go well or not and I don't blame Pochettino for trying it so where the mistake is for me it's like putting on put starting Kane okay you can argue yeah. that it's a good yeah. choice because he's influential he if he's on you could argue either side exactly not putting Lucas Moura that's a very bold move because like and, and it's a slap in the face for Lucas Moura because of what he did for Tottenham and then not putting him in the starting lineup, tough. But also, it's if you see that Kane is not performing and which he wasn't because he was completely well, he did, annihilated I agree. He by did nothing all game, nothing at all. I don't even know if he touched that. the ball. Put him out, put him out, and then put Llorente that was like so much better mm-hmm. in the last couple of yes. months. Put Lucas Moura on, like change something, which which Pochettino did so great against Ajax. Mm. At halftime, he changed mm. everything, mm. The, the way they were playing, not by making substitutions, but the, way, but, the way, but the way they were playing. He didn't do anything this time. Mm. He waited the 82nd minutes to put your on. You weren't that here, but when sense. we were sitting here watching the game, I was literally shouting at the TV the entire time, and one of the things I said is, Tottenham, you're much better at adapting than this. Yeah. Like, they should have been changing how they were playing, and they weren't. They were giving nothing until more towards the end. They started opening up, and they started playing more. Exactly, and so that's why. I how much of how much of that do you think is just the pressure of being in the final of the Champions League, and maybe these managers, who we know are good managers, we agree, both of them are good, and and they've shown they they can adapt. They've shown that in previous games. How much of that is being afraid to make a mistake? So I think, especially Pochettino, because Pochettino it was actually one of his first finals, yeah. where Klopp already has six losses in finals. Mm-hmm. So I think he was actually... I think Klopp, for once, actually came in there, not f- not by being the underdog as well. For once, he was the favorite. Mm-hmm. And he handled that really well, compared to Pochettino, where exactly, Pochettino really was scared to make some changes mm-hmm. and put his best team on paper, like with Kane, where he didn't try anything, and I think that was a big mistake. Maybe he shouldn't have worn the suit. I don't know. I think he looked good in the suit. We did like and the suit. We, we discussed this too, which obviously is not super important. But, you know, Klopp has his own style and everyone knows that. And I respect it. But you show up for a Champions League final, you're wearing you running be shoes. Wearing and track pants. And track pants, you know. it's And then you look at the other manager and he's in, in a very looking very dapper in his suit. Like, there's a bit of a class difference there. But then I mean, I it worked out in Liverpool's favor. So you can't really say a lot. Football managers should dress better than what they're, they're erring on the side of casual these days. And I do not like this trend. I don't like it in the Premier League. I don't like it in the Champions League final. Wear a goddamn suit or at least a shirt. And I have very strong opinions about this. Dress pants and dress shirt minimum, I think. Yeah, especially for big. Fergie looked great every time you saw him on the sidelines. I think that doesn't really Same. determine who no, is the best team. No, it doesn't. That's why I, I or... said it. it well, it's not really important. It's just something It's not noticed. important at all, but I have very strong opinions about it, Max, so we're going to talk about it. But we're going to switch to the Europa League final, though, oh, because there's a lot to talk about. Only for you. And I am... Might very... as well just okay, wait. Okay, the you... highlight for me, and I'm just going to say this, the absolute highlight for me was, sorry, busting out his cigar on the field at the end of the game. 
man deserved that. He did. He was. That. Did you see the video of him? Yeah. He looked at that lovingly. Mm-hmm. I respect that. But I respected absolutely nothing. If else he was Chelsea. still allowed to smoke on the field, he would smoke a pack per game, oh, minimum. Yeah. Did you hear that they put in a smoking section? When he was at Napoli, when he, that was his team mm. before, they had to put in a smoking section at one of the away stadiums he went to just for him. So he could have somewhere to smoke in the stadium. It was hilarious. Classic, yeah. sorry. So but anyway, Chelsea won. Let's acknowledge that, please. You, go, you, Come can, on. you can go ahead and do it for us because you're much more happy. Be happy about, about, about it. Jonathan and I are just going to sit here and drink beer. It's fine. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, anyway, on the game itself, the first half was poor. Mm. Like poor very poor and boring. I think Arsenal actually had the upper hand. They had the better chances. God, that was such a boring first half. But the second, the second half, we just didn't see Arsenal at all. And I'm not saying that it's because Chelsea was so good. I'm not saying that. It's more actually Arsenal that was very lousy in the second half. And I, I do recall them having a few chances where you know there would be a pass that sent a player in behind the defense a little bit. And like Lacazette, for example, had one from the side of the six where. He could have volleyed it and just really messed up. Arsenal just wasn't finishing well in the second half. So second the, half, so I don't think they even had any chances. Well, they, the first they, half, they, they didn't, didn't show up. They, the they, had, they had a few, but they, they messed them all up. They really weren't making the most of what they were generating and, and didn't look, really look good enough to win. And yet again, like, and we said that before, basically the difference factor was Hazard. Yeah. Yes, and again, he had a very... Very strong game. Was that playing really well it. with some of his teammates, especially around the box. Made there's a few times where they get they made some really nice give and goes. And he basically confirmed he's leaving at the end of the game. Yeah. I don't know if you saw well, that, that announcer that was, was pushing talking. for it though, wasn't he? Were you watching the same stream yeah. that I was? Because yeah. I was messaging you. I saw that. Let's they were pushing for that answer, and he gave them one in the end. So this is a happy podcast. Um, I don't really want to hear things that's going to upset me, like Hazard leaving. <laughs> no, hey, we have to we have to be true to our fans and cover all the information. That that a I don't like how that interviewer did that. No. He's at a final. Let him live. Do it the next day. Whatever. Because I wasn't a fan, blamed, but he wanted the he wanted the scoop. He very and he clearly, to get it. Hazard very clearly tried to dodge the question for the three first, minutes. The first two times. My God, and he kept going. And he going. kept pushing because he yeah he wanted that. I didn't answer. like that, but nevertheless he was leaving. We all kind of know he's leaving. It's going to be interesting to see what Chelsea do now. But now I'm seeing a lot of conversation about whether or not Sarri is going to leave or get fired. So sacked. am I correct in, in recalling that the the UEFA Cup is the first major trophy that Sarri it won is. in his career? It is. I think it's the first, well, see, that's first why, trophy period that he has won in his career. That's why he had the cigar at the end of the game. Yeah, no, apparently he's been bringing it. Did you? I sent you guys a tweet. It was hilarious. Some guy's been tweeting for like four years, being yeah. like, "Sorry, got to the final, didn't win. Sorry, got to the final, didn't win. Yeah. Sorry, got to the final, finally fucking won." Yeah. Um, no, he was happy. I think I think Chelsea earned it on the day. As much as that pains me to say, Chelsea earned that final. They earned it on the day. <laughs> sorry, it's earned insane. his cigar. It'll be interesting to see what Chelsea does next. They don't have Hazard. Are they going to lose? Sorry. They're blocked from making transfers. So speaking, speaking of sorry, so the day before the game, which is again stupid from was Chelsea. Was it that walkout? His mm, angry walkout. No, from so that yeah, so that was the angry walkout, which already was like annoying Dumb. me a lot. But even stupider from the direction of Chelsea, they decided to have a meeting between the sporting the um, the chairman of Chelsea with the chairman of Juventus to discuss about maybe sorry joining Juventus. So that was very dumb from 
everybody Why at Chelsea. Why would you do that the day before? Yeah. What's the mm-hmm. rush? Exactly. But so that confirms though that Sarri has a big chance of going to Juventus. It does. He might be the one. But then there was also the rumor this week about Conte. Conte? Antonio Conte? Conte? No, Antonio Conte, Conte just signed for Inter Milan. That's what it was. It's done. That's what it that is. What this happened. is a done deal. Oh, and the other person we're talking about for you was Pep Guardiola. Yes. I can't keep up anymore. But like, those rumors have been going on for a while. Forever. Yeah, we, we don't hear them that much anymore because everything mm-hmm. is focusing on Sarri. That's true. Um, and I think it's going to happen. I don't think Sarri is going to stay. Even if it's not to sign for Juventus, I don't think he's going to stay at Chelsea because he said that Hazard leaving was a big upset. Um, Chelsea being not being able to recruit anybody to replace Hazard it's it, going to be a honestly, massive it's blow. A, it's a difficult position, I think, over the next year to be in. Yeah. I'm not sure I would want to do it. And you might as well leave on the high like this mm-hmm. rather than being mm-hmm. fired after six months. And then did you mention to me this week that Catuzo had been fired from Milan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gattuso and Leonardo, Leonardo, which is the sporting director. And do they? Do we know who their replacement is going to be, or do they have an eye on someone? Sarri is still one of the options. He's one of the options. Because Sarri basically, basically said that he wanted to go back to Italy. Mm-hmm. And in Italy, it's kind of interesting because AC Milan, the coach is out. Juventus, the coach is out. What, he doesn't like the weather in the UK? <laughs> Shocking. Roma, the coach is out. Lazio, they're speaking of, uh, of changing the coach as well. So every major team in Italy is basically changing. The only certainty that we have is like Conte that signed for Inter Milan, yeah. yeah. but the rest is like and Ancelotti is staying open. at Napoli. Yes, he's yeah. staying at Napoli. So I've everything in Italy is open. So as an Italian manager, he's got a lot of opportunity to go home. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly, and I, and I think think he will, because it's his chance to go back home in a strong team on high. And they probably will have smoking sections in Italy. Most probably they do. If not, they're gonna allow to smoke on the field again. Mm. God, could you imagine how happy he would be? He would bring, bring his cigars every day, every game. Oh, he would be thrilled. God, I love that video. So, yeah, so, in, so it's going to be interesting for Chelsea. Arsenal, it's a big blow for them because that was a final where they, they just lost everything that final. They Do don't make the, the Champions League. Do you want to see the best the best shit post I saw on Reddit? Was you know, They always do these things of uh, uh, Liverpool has made it to the Champions League final or this person is qualified for the Champions League. So the post after that game was... Arsenal have qualified for the Europa League next season. <laughs> Best thing I've seen in a At while. At least Manchester United is not going to feel too lonely in the Europa League. Yeah, we got friends. You got friends. We now. got we got old, a nice little old buddy. rivals. Yeah, rekindle the flame. No, it's true that yeah. I mean Arsenal had more to play for on the day than Chelsea did. Most they I'm did. worried for them because now it's been like two years in a row that they're not, not making the Champions League. They already don't have that much money compared to the other clubs. They yeah. actually have no money. I exactly. heard like I've heard rumors that their transfer budget right now is thirty five million pounds. Which is engine? nothing. For one of the top six in the Premier League, having and apparently, well, apparently, um, and I, I, I don't know much about this, so I was reading this really briefly. But they put a lot of money, they put less money into transfers and more money into creating profit, and that really backfired for them. So when Wenger was in charge, they were focusing a lot on garnering profit, and that's really backfired on them. And they basically have no money now. Yeah, and I heard that, and so by not qualifying in the Champions League, I mean that's a big blow. Yeah, big I mean you have to be successful on the field to generate. Yeah. Well, you don't. I mean, Manchester United is still one of the highest earning clubs. They're still second. Mm-hmm. I think they're officially second this year. They haven't done well in years, but they're still the second highest. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily on-field performance, but Manchester United is a giant brand. But that's the thing. Like Manchester United, uh, Real Madrid, FC Barcelona... Bayern Munich is actually very I think it's big. those top... I think those are the top four earners right now. And those ones, as I think, they can... They cannot compete in the championship for two, three, four, five years. They would still be okay because impact, the brand but... is so big. Even AC Milan is a, is, is a big brand in the world. 
compared to well, and United has a, a large following in Asia. Which yeah, that helps. That helps their money hard. But I mean, in for, Africa, for Arsenal, you would think that they have to pump their money into being successful on the field. They should. They should uh, have been, which is going for the last to be couple even years, and more haven't. difficult now. Though, like, what what top name player can Arsenal recruit right now? Oh no, I don't think they get anybody. No, well, I mean, not even considering how much the the, the transfer budget is, which is, it sounds like it's low, but not having qualified for Champions League for two years, what they haven't what, really what top been challenging in the Premier League either. Club like that. Yeah, well, they're not they're yeah. not a top club, so they're not going to get a top player. Quite right. frankly, but they, but they right. used to be a top club. That's what I don't understand. How Arsenal completely missed 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 the the target. It's like. They were such a big club in the early 2000s. Late 19... Late, late 90s. 90s. Early 2000s. Like, rivalry against Manchester United was so big. Mm-hmm. And then they couldn't convert Because they won it in 98 that. and then the early 2000s, yeah. They yeah. haven't converted that. And they the Invincibles were the early 2000s. Yeah. No, that wasn't that the 98 league? Wasn't that the 98 season? It was, yeah. It was early 2000s. Yeah. But whatever. But like, was I don't... That, that was the year they went undefeated. Yes. Yeah. And I don't understand how they couldn't convert that. They, they did a massive mistake. Mm-hmm. And then they invested in the new stadium... Beautiful, but then once again, it was like 2003 2004. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. So early 2008 90s, and now it's like uh, so it's been 15 years really since they were a top, top club. But they better watch out because there's other, the other teams in the league that are like growing a lot. Like mm-hmm. Wolverhampton is a club that has massive oh, amount of money. A lot of money, and they were they did well. They were seventh this year, in they the qualified end? for the Europa League because Watford didn't win against it. Hilarious, it was Wolverhampton. Very nice. So that's gonna be an interesting one. But we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Um, uh, some stats this year, this week, that was interesting. Two records by Norway, under 20s. Mm-hmm. Highest scoring game and the guy who scored the, high, the most amount of goals in one game. In an international competition. With, with, they, with nine goals. Yeah. They scored 12 in the game, he scored nine goals. Yes. One player scored nine goals. Yeah. Who were they playing again? I can't remember. Trinidad Honduras. Honduras. Mm-hmm. So that um, was that was. I mean, the the funny thing about that is that Norway's not even doing that good in the group. I think they lost one and they tied one in that group. Oh, they're out. They're yeah. Out. So they, they they're not even doing well in that group, and they came yeah. and they got a twelve nil win. Like a bit ridiculous. Nine goals for one guy. Hopefully, he gets to go on and do something good. But I mean, it's just well, that's really funny good game, because right? rumors are just after saying Manchester United is interested in that kid. Of course, they are. Manchester United is interested in everybody at this yes. point. As they should That's be, because yeah. they need to change something. All those rumors about Delit. Oh, oh have you seen? He's gonna apparently announce where he's going like next week. Finally, Lukaku is uh, strongly oh, suggested Inter. that he's gonna leave. Huh? Going to enter. Yeah, I'm seeing that one around. That's and which make would make pop, uh, total sense because with the because obviously Conte is gonna do a three-five-two like every time, and that would actually make sense because it's actually the profile of striker that he really wants. Yeah. I've I've seen some strong ones. Now does Inter if, has he, if he plays three five two? I agree. Then that makes sense. If they stay with one striker, that would give them no, no, way too many. He always did that. Three five two is always his thing, and then Icardi is most probably gonna leave because two people like Icardi and Conte fighting together, it's not gonna work out. Yeah. No, I've seen I've seen that rumor as well. I think Kaku's. I mean, the only thing is that Kaku and Pogba are friends, but Pogba's not playing well. I don't yeah. think he would stay for that. I and think. he wants to go to Madrid as a Pogba. So, I think Madrid would be a good place for Icardi to go. Actually, I think he could fit their style very well. I agree. Um, they're looking to replace Benzema, which could sense. work as well. Mm-hmm. Other piece of news, a bit more sad. Uh, Jose Antonio Reyes, who was a player at Arsenal, just died last night in a car crash. 
Yeah, um, they actually did um, a minute of silence before the Champions League game today. But that was actually for him and also... Oh, I can't remember his name, the one in the plane crash. Uh, yes. Eman- Emmanuel or whatever? Um, yes. Oh, it's so uh, bad. Emmanuel Salah. Thank you. Emmanuel Salah, the Argentinian player that was playing for Nantes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for both of them. Reyes was actually a big player. Like he, he, he was in the... And he, he was only 35. He's only 35. He died with his nephew. I mean, 35 for a footballer is old, but 35 in life, he was way too young. Yeah, and still, he was still playing in the second year of uh, of uh, yeah. the Spanish league. So it's crazy to think about all these things. Casillas and his heart attack, Reyes and yeah. his car accident makes you feel very mortal. Yeah, it does. Um, and then, uh, lastly, today we have a little bit of an article that uh, that we were reading this this week that is actually very interesting. Elisa is going to speak a uh, bit more about yeah. it at first. The New Yorker put out an article this week, and it was following the corruption and the leaks on about UEFA specifically was kind of the biggest one. But it was documenting, and I can't remember his name, but the guy who was basically the hacker that found all these leaks, and he gave them to the German newspaper that I don't want to try the and pronounce. No, Der Spiegel. Oh, Der Spiegel, you're right. Thank you. Der Spiegel. Um, and he was giving all these links to le- leaks to them, and he's been arrested. He's uh, been arrested in Portugal, actually, because he... Basically, he's a Porto fan and was fucking with Benfica, yeah. which is kind of funny to read. The article was really, really interesting. Um, it ties back to a lot of the news stories we've seen recently about Ronaldo and that rape case, Neymar. Um, so he was the one who found those documents and he put them out there and he was giving them to this newspaper to publish. So it was it's an interesting read. I would recommend it. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'd, actually, I'd actually put the link uh, of the of the article in the podcast uh, description because I think it's an interesting read for everybody because it's also like it's soccer related but it also goes like far beyond that because it's all about like like uncovering the truth about like a lot of uh, big organizations it's funny because the author of the article and then the authors at the or the journalists at Der Spiegel were talking about how it kind of like it made it harder for them to watch the games mm. like it kind of took them out of the experience but the kid who's hacking these things was like oh yeah I don't I don't care yeah. He, he doesn't like it and he wants to showcase that these things are going wrong in football but also he separates it from what's actually going on in the field it was an interesting take and the crazy thing about it is, is that he didn't uncover like 10 documents it's like oh, it's millions of, of millions of millions and of he documents. only gave apparently so they were talking about the database that Der Spiegel has of all these articles it's only 17% it's huh? 17% of what this man found they have hundreds of thousands of documents and it's 17% of what this kid has yeah. his name's Raul Pinto I believe I pulled up the article. Yeah, he's Portuguese. He's, a he's Portuguese, yeah. And uh, interesting as well is that this is what is actually putting Manchester City into trouble for the moment, with them most probably being banned of any European competition for the next year, because they, he hasn't covered a lot of things. Now, there's only a big issue, I mean, issue Sorry. for him. Der Spiegel yeah. has 88 million documents, and that's only 17%. 88 million. So it's crazy, but also like to... I mean, you have to parse through it and you have to find the bits that are relevant, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know what you're going to get in these 88 million documents, but 88 million documents, and we're getting... We've been getting leaks now for two or three or four years now this has been going on. What this kid's going to dig up, I don't know. I mean, he's in jail now, but... He's in jail, but like... Uh, he's given 17% of it to a German newspaper, so it's coming. And it is coming. So that's a very interesting article that we recommend it for everybody. John Oyek, you should read it as well. He yes, hasn't read yes, it yet. No, I have not. Uh, it takes a while. It's a bit of a commitment, but it's a good one. It was also nice that for once the New Yorker was actually making an article on soccer. They actually, they've been doing that often. more and more recently because the New Yorker is one of my favorite publications like 
by far and above. And they've been coming out once a year at least. They do a long form article that's related to soccer. So long form, ten thousand words more. Yeah, and I think we'll try to do that more and more in the podcast. Is like to give you links and um, in the description so that you can have uh, all of the things Alyssa art. finds on the internet. Yes, basically, Alyssa is the is the digger when it comes to that. Um, also, books that are going to be interesting that we could share because uh, I think there's a lot to there's a lot to read about and interesting things. Even if you don't actually really like soccer, the game itself, there's a lot of things around it that are actually very interesting. Um, so I think that was it for, for this week, guys. Um, next week, beginning of the woman, the world, the World Cup for the women. Yes, very excited very about excited. this. Been oh, looking I'm forward to this so for quite a this. while now. I'm very excited about that as well. I'm mad because I think you guys are gonna have a lot more time to watch these games than I am. I think I'm gonna be a bit busy, and you're just gonna be sat at home watching the entire thing. But we'll it'll give, be good. We'll give you recaps. Thanks. <laughs> Send me all the highlights. We'll give you recaps. I will try to cover that as much as possible. Uh, like describing the games, describing a little bit like how they play, uh, highlighting certain players. Yep, yeah. definitely. De- definitely, the next month is going to be focusing on that, uh, and we are very, very excited about that. Should be a great tournament. Can't wait. Okay, thank you very much, everyone, uh, and uh, we'll see you next week. I hope. See you guys. Bye. Have a good week. Bye.